Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on. Things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Welcome to the show. Vassos is here. Aloha. And Rachel's here. Greetings. And Dawn O'Port is going to be here soon. Tell me about Dawn, Rachel. Dawn is a source of great sunshine, great joy, and she won't mind me saying this, amazing fashion. She is a leading light in the world of wearing caftans. But and she's done some amazing clothes designs with this uh, company called Joni Clothing, which are beautiful. But I love her books. This is her fifth novel. It is uh, I Now I'm Paperback Cat Lady. I uh, listened to it on Audible when it was first released Daisy Haggard does the reading of it and I think it's incredible when you think about I think if you're not going to read your own book you've got to really think about who you pick to read it and Daisy Haggard was just the perfect choice to read Cat Lady so I thoroughly enjoyed it and she's here to tell us all about it She really is and I can't wait to talk to her Dorno Porter about things generally she's moved back to Los Angeles now they've relocated there they were here for uh, Covid and various other things they're now back they have a house in LA her and her husband Chris Um, but they're now back over there Vassus and I couldn't be less interested in this book but we really want to talk to Dawn because we love her it's a novel about cats um, we couldn't be less interested I'm not we much tried of a to cat read person. it and I, my, I nothing would work my brain wouldn't work my eyes wouldn't work no, it's about it's my, not just about owning pets no I know it's, it's about, about grief. it's about relationships grief. it's about stereotypes I know I know I know and I know. it's about caftans I've done my research but nevertheless it was just my thing I couldn't turn the pages but I know people love it <laughs> I do, they adore it they, they, do. Adore they, they adore it. They adore, adore Dawn. And she she has, you know, she's a lady. It's called Cat Lady. She loves her cats. She has a couple of cats. I think she has rescue cats. I'm not sure. Where I she think gets she her does. Cats from. I think she has rescue cats in Los Angeles. We can ask her about that. Okay. I'll go big on the rescue cats. You go big on the story. Okay, fine. Is that cool? What Vassals about you? What are you going to do? Take up cat hands. <laughs> well, Caroline has taken the book. Yes. I was. Re- I, I, I got through. I got four chapters. Mm-hmm. I got four chapters. And I did. I did find myself chuckling a couple of times. No, that's what people say. People mm. say if you get past the first, uh, if you're not yeah. a cat. The thing is, if you're not a cat person, the fir- the first chapter is quite cat heavy, and then if you can stick with that, mm. apparently it, yeah. it's really funny and brilliant and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but Caroline has. Uh, Caroline has taken the book and it's now going to be her book club book. Really? Yeah. So um, nice so Dawn has already made, how many people in her book club? Let's say a dozen, a dozen sales thanks to appearing on this show. Well, what about the guy, the guy yesterday who came on, Dr. Anders, Dr. Anders Hansen, with his book about happiness, went to number one during the show yesterday nice. and stayed at number one the whole day, which is great. Well done, everybody, for listening to the show and, and engaging in stuff that we recommend. Like Terry and Bletchley, who says, Hello, Chris and the team. My wife and I binge watched the first two episodes of Arnold last night. What an incredible story so far. Is it possible to be a goat for three different reasons? If so, that's truly incredible. Thanks for the recommendation. Well, you have episode three to go. That's the big one. That is the big 
big dog out of it. It's all good. Um, and Tim is Terry is referring to uh, Arnold being a goat in the world of bodybuilding, a goat in the world of movie stardom, because he was the biggest movie star in the world for quite a few years, uh, or the most bankable anyway. And then he became governor of California, didn't he? And then other things happened as well in episode three. Ooh, I haven't, I haven't reached episode three, but episodes one and two are excellent. I'm with Terry. No, it's all excellent. Mm. It's all excellent. Um, but what's and all and his vulnerabilities and his weaknesses and his faux pas are coming up in episode three for you. Oh, cool. Uh, Chairman and trustee in Kent, love Brian, Chris, Vass, Rachel and the gang. Please could we get a shout out for the seven of us who are currently preparing to climb Snowden on Saturday. It's all to raise much needed funds for Kent Disability Football League, to which Vassos is an ambassador. Yes, I am. You have quite a few official roles, don't you? You're like Princess Anne. <laughs> <laughs> you are. What, what are you? What are you sitting on the board of? And I'm a, I'm a trustee for Stormbreak, which is lovely Martin Yelling's lovely charity, right. helping kids with their mental health. Through What's movement. more important, um, being a fundraiser for them or a, a trustee? Do you think? Because I I I raise loads of money for them, and you spend it. Is that right? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. I suppose we we go we'll yeah, go ahead we and go well it. together. Yeah. All right. So 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 you're a trustee of that. What else? Um, I'm an ambassador for the Kent Disability Football League. I knew that one. Um, thanks to Brian. And good luck up Snowden, Brian, and your pals. Um, and that might be it. No, okay. the Flyers, the Flyers, Barnes Flyers. Oh, yeah, but that's just the kids' athletics. You'd be still I a coach. role. What, what, are you, what is your... I coach... No, you, didn't you say you're the chair? I'm the chair of Barnes Runners. See, here we go. This guy, yeah. He's got so many titles, he can't remember them. I, then, I'm remembering them on your behalf. And then the kids' section of Barnes Runners is called Barnes Flyers. Yeah. And I coach them on a Sunday morning. PTA, involved in PTA at school? No. Nope. Nothing else? Done? Oh, well, well, you know, I sometimes do the, you know, I like host stuff in Barnes. Right. Like the no, that's fashion not, no, show. That's, that's, that's nice. That's, that's a nice thing if mm. you do, being a nice, because you're very much nice to me. You're a very nice person. Uh, but official roles, that's three. I thought, yeah, I would say you had about five or six in the locker. But no, never. Talking of lockers, giving away my locker. We're here. Yes. Giving it away. Oh, see, this is interesting because this morning I tried to open my locker and the code doesn't seem to work anymore. That's I think mine might have been given away for what's me. Going on? What's I literally going on just there? emailed Joe. Going, well, I'm not giving. Um, away, I'm not giving away the space. I'm giving away what's in it. I'm giving oh, away what's in the locker. What's in your locker? Well, stuff. Just stuff. You know what it's like. You have a space and it will become full. Hmm. That's what happens. You know, I cleared out the garage. You remember I cleared out the garage two, three months yeah. ago. Guess what? It's full again. It's full of stuff again. Oh. What? I know. It's crazy, <laughs> what man. Stuff. And then we have a spare room where we put the little one-man sauna. We don't need the one-man sauna anymore. Um, and you can't see the one-man sauna because there's loads of stuff in front of it. So it's a good job we don't need the one-man sauna Why don't you anymore. need it anymore? Because we've got a two, a three, four, five, six-person sauna in the garden. Oh, OK. Because so, we fell in love with the sauna so much. Anyway, the point is, um, these are the contents of the locker. Uh, t- look, it took Tilly and Felix, wow. didn't it, guys? Yeah, you must 20. have a bigger locker than me. Yeah? Mm. OK, yeah. Is, is the locker now empty? <laughs> Coffee ground, yeah. Okay, so it needs a bit of a brushing out. <laughs> I shall brush it out myself. Um, is it a thing of beauty now, isn't it? The space oh, has been returned. Stunning. And it, it, what did, were you tempted to take any of this, squirrel away any of this stuff for yourself? I did find a little bottle of sparkling kombucha, I think, which was quite nice. Kombucha? Something like that, yeah. Infused kombucha, or maybe you it's not sparkling. Not, please have it. No, no, <laughs> no, no please have it, have it. Were you tempted with anything? Here, Felix. Uh, there are some chocolates in there, I think. Where, where, where? Check chocolates? the used by date. Tried, just to make sure they're okay. Check the used by date. What's this? Danish confection. We've got that going on. Oh, we've got an advent. We've got a Danish advent calendar. Oh dear. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've been in the locker. All right. Um, we got were these olives. Uh, oh, chocolate-covered chocolate. licorice. 
Let's 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 crack these out. In fact, we'll keep. Let's keep. Let's not give it away. Let's keep it all. <laughs> what, what might we give away? Do you think? Some snoods. Oh, do you remember the old snoods from lockdown? There's a couple of masks. A couple of masks in there. Wow. With this is more chocolate. Mm. Well, look, do what we like. And anyway, the point is the locker's out. I don't need the locker. I only went in there during the um, cause for some deodorant, and there's no deodorant. Oh, I, I think I have some. No, thank you. But I'm, I'm just sorry, I'm just asking you to confirm there's no deodorant. No, there's not. But there's chocolates, there's advent calendars. What's in the advent calendar? If you look at this, look at the amount of stuff you've just brought in. How did all that fit in that locker? I'm not sure. It's crazy. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Great to see you both back together again. <laughs> the killer team of Tilly and Felix. All right. Um, so that's that. Where are we going now? Oh, climbing Snowden. Back to climbing Snowden. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never climbed Snowden. I've been around Snowden a lot, especially as a kid who used to go around there for holidays all the time. Is it what is it like to climb Snowden? Is it hard? Is it yeah, is it difficult? I mean, it, it's, yes, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, when we did the Three Peaks Challenge, there were four of us, and one of them, Richard, hadn't been up mountains before. Right. And what you could be forgiven for thinking because we live in Britain yes. that you know that Snowden is just oh, it's just like walking up a hill, but it, it isn't. It's so a that, long. It's it is a mountain. But is it a challenging walk or is it an actual climb that you need? Oh, to... Oh no, 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 it's a challenging walk. I mean, it depends which okay. route you take up. There's the Clamberis path, Very which well they call, pronounced, which they call the motorway, Clamberis. which is just a gentle. It's a, you know you you could jog up there. Um, then there's the pig track and the miners track. <laughs> walk. Um, no, you could jog up there. <laughs> Feels good. Pig and miners are a little bit more kind of mountainy, and then there's um, oh, there's the Watkin path down the back, which was the first recognised footpath in Britain, and that's a little bit scrambly at the top. But then there's Crib Goch, which is halfway up the pig track and then turn right, and that's a that's a proper climb. Well, I mean, that is a that is a knife edged ridge me. of about half a mile squeeze with a me. thousand foot drop either side. Excuse me. Yes. When have you been secretly practicing your pronunciation of Welsh places? Or Welsh I, I love words? Snowden. I, I Clanberis is very good. Thank you. And what was that last one you just did? Cribgoch. Cribgoch. It means red ridge in Welsh. Give us another one. Give us another brilliant Welsh pronunciation. I'm not very good at Welsh. What do you mean here we go? You always roll out your big long word. I only just learned it last night. Clan Vyreth, Porth Gringeth, Go Gareth, Twindrawil, Clan Tisilio, Go, Go, Go. That's very good. Give us another one. I haven't got another one. Cardiff. 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 Right, quite fancy climbing Snowden. Anything else? Anything else? What? Yes. What? The Personal Best Foundation, the England Athletics Charity, I'm an ambassador for them too. Yeah, I mean, if you are and you forget, you shouldn't be. Yes. Did somebody just email you, text you? No, I just remembered. Yeah, what else have you forgotten that you're supposed to be in charge of? I really hope nothing. The IOC? (laughs) The ECB? (laughs) The Weakest Lee? Nigel Wellington up with Bella the Golden Lab walking through the fields in Wellington whilst listening to you. Look at that. It's Ooh, beautiful. beautiful. Is it beautiful though? Because it's monocropping. <laughs> it is a monocrop. It's really bad for the environment. But I was doing the same yesterday. I was I was on my 30k, it wasn't 30k, so I only managed 25. Sorry, I had to be back for tea. So five hours anyhow as it was. But I'm I'm walking through this beautiful wheat field thing, and this is beautiful thing, and as you know, it's a monocrop, it's really bad for everything. A monocrop is just the same crop in this in one field. And it's is that is that it? Field. Gosh! And why is that bad for the environment? Like, I know, like I know. Watch out, the weakest link. Like it's like Stephen Hawking. Monocrop. 
Uh, mono means one, and crop means things you grow. Yes, it must mean just the one thing. So why is that? <gasps> no, ba- just let me get over that first. <laughs> check in Tuesday. Why don't you check in with someone who you love, who would be thrilled to receive an unexpected message from you? Why don't you do that? I think my brother. Maybe my brother's. You want both your brothers. brother is your go-to though. You say that all the time. Yeah. But no, I, see, I don't see him much no, these no, days. You say he, he, what he does yeah. is he sort of, yeah, no, things are great. I must come and see you soon. And then that's it. Hmm. So maybe I need to sort of check in a bit better. No, you, you, you keep, he should go to check in every time we talk about it on the air. You need to give it some more thought and check in on somebody else. Okay. I think you need to do that. That's what I think you need to do. So I'll check I in on. Not on the air. Don't think on the air. Please. Oh. Rachel, <laughs> are you going to check in on? Oh, she's thinking on the air as well. Can you think before... You've got all the record to think about things, talk about on the radio. I did. I thought about it. Yes. And I thought brother slash brother brackets S. What? Plural. No, you you? can't just... All the brothers. No. Well, who are you checking in? Not telling you. Well, that's not much fun. I don't care. I've got an answer. I'm just not telling you. It's private. Okay. Okay. Um, Right. Today is July the 4th. It's Independence Day in America. And also, I'll tell you who we can check in with. We can check in with my Sprout dealer. I've got a Sprout dealer. A sprout? Sprout yeah. like, like Brussels, or, Brussels or Sprouts? Brussels Sprout. Oh, they're very good for you. Um... You get them this time of year. Mm. You, get them, you can get anything anywhere. Of course you can. Okay. You know that. By the way, I had some strawberries last night. Uh, British strawberries. They were unbelievable. If you have things... You know, from the places, uh, you know, where they, they grow naturally or they sort of have been grown more traditionally at the right time of the year and you have enough of them, that will stop you buying things at the wrong time of the year, which is just bad for the planet anyway. Have some British strawberries this week and then you won't be having your strawberries in September or October or whenever you should be having strawberries because they're just tasteless, aren't they? The ones at the moment, they are gorgeous. Gorgeous. I mean, to look at. They're so bright. They've such, got such a deep, succulent red to them. You bite in them. They're so... It's like drinking them. <laughs> it's hmm. gorgeous. You know what I mean? Anyway, now I have a, a, a Sprouts dealer, and uh, he can tell us why Sprouts are less bitter than they used to be, and there's a reason for it. And because it's Independence Day, I thought a little nod to our American friends mm-hmm. would be the Star Spangled Banner as a backing track for my Sprout dealer and him telling us about how come Sprouts aren't as bitter as they used to be, which is why we like them more. That's perfect. I think I think that's what they were hoping for, America. <laughs> that's what they're getting from this show. <laughs> Vassars has decided upon a decent Checky Tuesday. The reason I didn't allow your brothers is because they're your brothers, mm. you know, and they're going to expect a text from you. I say, you know, it's nice when somebody's not expecting a text from you and they get one and you've now come up with someone. The last time I texted Glyn was in 2018. See, this is what we want. Um, and I, I just got a flat. I saw the date. Yes. 4723. Mm-hmm. And the old, my old, my first broadcasting job at a place called Sports Media Broadcasting, the entry code was 4763, which right. was Glyn's birthday, which means that that's, He's now 60 years old today. Hey! Ah. See, this is great. This is why checking Tuesday's a thing. So I, check, I checked him. I wished him a happy birthday. I checked in with him, wondered if all's well, and it would be great to catch up because he and I were great mates for so years. So that's what checking Tuesday's for. Well done. Congratulations. So I've cleaned out my locker. Um, everything is being dispersed. You wouldn't want it. I mean, I was going to give it away as some kind of I don't know, text. You would. You seriously wouldn't want most that's of the true. stuff that's this in there. 
Um, anything that's not edible isn't readable anymore, and anything that was edible is way past its sell-by date. But we are going to distribute it to other people on this floor, which right. is pretending that we're generous. Okay. And it's still... Look, it's way past its sell-by date, but that doesn't mean it's past its eat-by date, yeah. does it? That's just if, if a pending lawsuit or future lawsuit should ever occur. Oh, well, it was past its sell-by date. Just heard you talking about not having climbed Snowden, Christoph. All the best, says Dan, a.k.a. the Cotswold Yeti. Hello, the Cotswold Yeti. He said, Snowden by its true Welsh name, Ia Widfa. That's crazy. You should absolutely love it, especially if you climb at night to see the sunrise. When the weather's good, it's totally stunning. I'm a qualified mountain leader and take people on trips to the mountains of the UK all the time. Have a look at my website. And if you'd like to go, I'd be delighted, delighted to take you. All right. Dan, if you want us to look at your website, you need to tell us what your website is, mm. you muppet. <laughs> and I wanted to give you a massive plug and, and stress test your website. But you haven't told us what it is. I wonder, it's, is it like, Cotswolds Yeti? Maybe. Probably. Well done, Sherlock. Thank you. Climbing Snowden, please, can you say a yeah. big... Oh. Cotswolds Yeti. Oh, good photo on the front page. Yeah, Let's, have a look. Let's have a look at the photo. Can you see my screen? Oh, that's nice, isn't it? It is high. Again, I don't understand how Snowdonia fits in the UK. I don't know how the Chilterns fit in the UK. I don't know how the Lake District fits in the UK. I was, at Exmoor. I was in Exmoor last Wednesday. I don't know how that fits in the UK. UK's pretty big. Yeah. It's much bigger than it looks in the shop. <laughs> oh, look, there's Dan. It's like a telly when you buy a telly. You take it home, you go, oh, it's taking up most of the living room. Didn't look that big in the shop. Hi, Dan. Oh, I nearly dropped my monitor. He's good, and he he looks reliable. He's got a sturdy, stoic face. I want, I'd, I'd, I'd follow him. I bet he's got a good first aid kit in that bag. I bet he has. But he's got, I bet he's got flair in there. He's got a couple of flares. Yeah, he'll have some flair. He'll have some flares. He'll have some Kendall mint cake. He'll have a whistle. Mm -hmm. Um, I would imagine he'll also have a few salt tablets. Compass. Compass and an ordnance survey map. Do you think map? he'd have a yeah. compass? Yeah. Mm. And a, you know, a waterproof ordnance survey map. Yeah, definitely. Torch with spare batteries. Knife, flint. Oh, um, a, uh, a, flint? a a metal a metal sheet as a sort of emergency blanket. Nice. Sarah from Midhurst, please can you say a big I'm so proud of you to my son Ollie who's currently on his way with Muntham House School and the amazing Mr Imbert to climb Snowden. He couldn't have done this a year ago and I'm so proud of him. Can I just say big up to all great teachers? Mm. If you meet one great teacher in your life, it's usually enough, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's usually enough to change. I had a friend and he was much more talented than any of us thought, including himself, but he was part of the wrong kind of gang. And so a teacher um, said, you need to come and sit next to me um, because then people will know um, that you are different. And so he did and he sat next to him and he stopped misbehaving and he started thriving and he is now unbelievably successful because that teacher bothered. Because I think really... Um, the kid I'm talking about, I think he really did want to leave the gang. He just didn't want to be seem uncool. And that can be enough sometimes mm -hmm. to stop people realising their potential. Don't you think so? Mm -hmm. Bigger all teachers. Yeah. Yay, the teachers. Yay, the teachers. Uh, what else is going on here? French colleagues. I'm up and ready to parlay avec my French colleagues visiting from one of our lift pass companies from the Alps. Please, could you give them all a big hello and welcome? I'm already looking forward to a sunny Friday off sailing on the silent with my shiny, happy radio buddies. Happy Tuesday chats. Mandy P in South Sea. Of course we can do that. Lots of people off to see Rod Stewart and Culture Club texting us. Nice. Um, tonight in Hull, loads of people. Sarah is one of them in sunny Sheffield. Still sunny in Sheffield. Yes, it is sunny in Yorkshire. It's sunny in Yorkshire, the northeast and North Wales, but it's going to get cloudier. And uh, don't worry about it, though. It's just like having a few hours off. 
because the sun is coming back with a plum and some on Thursday and Friday. Obviously, Tom Grennan says Ali from Devices. All very excited here in Devices as myself and my daughter Lily and friend Flo and mum Marina are all off to see the one, the only Tom Grennan at one of his record store shows. We can't wait to get our boogie wiggy on. And he's really good. He gives it all the beans no matter where he is. I got a text from Tom yesterday. Your mate Tom Grennan. Mm -hmm. Was it a cease and desist? (laughs) It was a bit, yeah. Continue. Uh, we're talking about wetsuits. So at the beginning of the show, when I said anything, any good news, any news, tell us anything interesting. Mm. No, not really. And now suddenly, now you've warmed up. Suddenly there is. I'd forgotten the text from Tom <laughs> Grennan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's got interesting contacts on his phone. Jackie says, yesterday I heard you talking about brilliant people doing brilliant things. And I was hoping you may give a big shout out to my brilliant husband, Dr. Mark Gillett. He's a doctor for a start. Who is currently undertaking the amateur tour de France, Tour 21. They started a week ahead of the real tour to France and looking to raise a million pound lease for cure leukemia. He's trained so hard over the last year, hours and hours in the saddle in all kinds of weather, and I'm so proud of him. Brilliant. That is amazing. Have you heard about that? Tour de France, Tour 21? Uh, well, yeah, yes or no? Well, it's a so thing. Yes, it's yes, a yes, no. yes, it's a thing. They okay. do it a week before the Tour de France. Um, I think Paul Sinton Hewitt has done it, the founder of Park Run. But can you imagine, you know, like that, there's, there's pressure. <laughs> You've got you've got a week you've got a week's head start, but they're the best they're cyclists to get in the world ah! are just down the road <laughs> and over the mountain. Yes, but they'll be coming round the mountain when they, they pedal. They'll be coming round the mountain. That's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, singing I I Eddie's got his own version of that. Because he's a hippie. So he goes, I'm a hippie, I, I. Hippie's a good word, isn't it? Right, it's um, July the 4th, it's Independence Day. And here's news from my Sprout dealer. His name is Joe. He also has a podcast. From Rogan Sprouts. Joe on how come sprouts aren't as bitter as they used to be. When I was a kid, Brussels sprouts were nasty. We would boil them. My parents would make me eat them. Oh, look at this. It's not that you've grown up with more sophisticated tastes. It's the Brussels sprouts that have changed. Scientists in the Netherlands tinkered with them, making the sprouts bitter no longer. National Public Radio reports that the sprouts began to change in the 1990s. Wow. Says sulfur is responsible for the bitter sprout taste. As we age, we lose taste buds, which can make them even more, more palatable. Them more palatable. Potentially, why adults who hated sprouts as children now embrace them in seasonal dishes. Frosty weather converts bitter starches into sugars, leading to sweeter-tasting sprouts. Hence, the logic behind grandparents remarking that they won't eat sprouts until the first frost. Sprouts contain a chemical similar to. Phenothiocarbamide. Phenothiocarbamide. Way to go. Which only tastes bitter to people who have a variation of a certain gene. Oh, wow. Around 50% of the world's population have a mutation on this gene. The lucky half don't taste the bitterness usually associated with sprouts and therefore like them a whole lot more than everyone else. That completely makes sense. Thank you very much for my Brussels sprout dealer. His name's Joe Rogan. He also has a podcast on the side. He's got a side hustle. He mm. has this podcast. But mainly, mainly, he sorts you out with Brussels sprouts. That's from my favourite 
episode of the Joe Rogan Experience for ages. Episode 2003 with Killer Mike, the rapper Killer Mike. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I remember, and that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Come on, lady. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virginradio UK. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, what are you going to hear about now? The one, the only, who versus Alexander? I'm presenting on the telly to penning bestsellers. Our next guest is truly Pawsome. Her latest novel, Cat Lady, is out now in paperback, and we have a feline. It's going to be a big hit. So let's put our paws together for the practically, oh, perfect, John Dorno Porter. Oh, he's going so well. Yes, it was. Who's John Porter? <laughs> Second oh, only to John Porter. We were nearly there. I did that last week. The practically, oh, perfect, Dorno Porter. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody ever called you John Porter? Do you know what's funny? My auntie used to get my sister's called Jane and she used to get in such a flap when she used to be angry with us that she just used to scream up the stairs John <laughs> and there it was again <laughs> um, you really took me back John <laughs> you absolutely don't have to but if you take your headphones off yeah um, you can take your headphones off and I'm going to use loads of this video because you're really popular on Instagram and things all right like that. great but you can keep them on if you like I quite like them on Okay, I've just Hides been told to take mine off, which Hides is fine. All right, good. Dono Porter, Cat Lady. It's a book. It's out now. Um, it's about lady, and it's, it's about ladies, and it's about cats. Um, I've had a cat. He was called Madison. I really liked him. Um, you have two cats, or you had two cats, two rescue cats. Have they come back over with you? Yes, they've come with us. We're all here. All, all four pets and four members of the family, and a tortoise that we got. So you've testing. relocated back to. Um, the UK. I thought you'd relocated back to LA after spending lockdown here, but it's the other way around. It's the other way around. After 15 years. Tell us about that decision. Um, oh, God. I mean, if you want so, to, by no, the way. No, of course. I mean, there's so many different reasons. I think ultimately the pandemic made you think about where you were and... And it, LA never quite got its mojo back after that. Interesting. I don't think. It That's used what to I've feel heard. really buzzy and really fun, and then suddenly it just felt very flat, and a lot of people wow. left. So it didn't feel the way it used to. And um, I kind of felt like I was living my retired life over there, but I wasn't retired. Yeah. Just a bit too quiet. Yeah. And so we thought we're going to go back to family, the buzz of it all. It's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously Los Angeles exists as it in its present state because of the movie industry. Um, because Sam Goldwyn, who was a leather manufacturer in New York, was bored as a millionaire and he bought a screenplay and decided to try and make a film. And then he, this film's this screenplay, which was called, I think it was called Squaw Man, which he bought for $5,000, required cactus, cacti in it. And so they didn't have any props then of cactuses and deserts. So they went to... Um, California to a desert and they started filming this thing for fun there and there was a sandstorm and um, he said okay they have to start filming he said okay you stay here and I'll I'll go and 
I'll get on a train. And he went north until it stopped blowing. And it stopped blowing in a town called Hollywood because it had this shell, these mountains which sheltered it from the wind. And so he set that up there. And it was the first film ever to be made in Los Angeles because all films were made in um, New York at the time. And then he said, hang on, the sky is blue. It's perfect. You don't have to spend any money on lights. And other people started making films there. And that's how Hollywood started. I can't believe it. I've never heard that story. It's, a, it's in his book. It's, well, a book about him, which you can borrow if you like. I will, I will lend you this book. And if you would be so good as to return it to me, because I've lent it to other people in our business, and it's been read by lots of people who you will know. Oh, I love that. Thanks, I, Chris. Um, no, you're welcome. No, sorry, the only reason I'm saying all that is because now that the movie industry is less centralised in Hollywood and you know we're getting amazing studios here and in Europe for Netflix and Amazon and things like that, what if this is the beginning, not at the end of Hollywood or Los Angeles, as we know, is that what it felt it, like? It feels like my husband's an actor and he's never there. Nothing ever films there. So yeah. he's always in Atlanta or wherever, which meant that where the boys and I were kind of changed a bit as you know where we'd rather be so but most of my friends who are actors don't actually physically work in Hollywood anymore isn't that interesting yes and it's all about the tax breaks all over America and where you know it's not so expensive for people to film so I do think it's losing that a bit but then all the meetings are there yeah. and all that kind of no, stuff no still so. I mean it's got plenty going on but yeah. it's funny that the beating heart it doesn't beat as strongly as it perhaps used to I really don't think it does no and it's, all, it's almost like when you go there to go and visit those movie lots those bat lots you know down in the valley or wherever it may be it is like going back in time isn't it and it's beautiful and nostalgic and all the, it's, it's a gorgeous thing to do but it does feel a bit romantic as opposed to now yeah it does there's definitely a romanticism about old school Hollywood for sure that doesn't feel like it is the same anymore it's still brilliant and we loved yeah, it yeah of course and I love it and we you know left before there was any kind of ill feeling towards it just accepting that it had changed yeah, right, back to the cats, because yes. they are Los Angeles cats. They are. They're rescues from the streets of Los Angeles. Tell us about wh how you rescue a cat in California. Well, what you do is you say to your husband, I'm just going to drop <laughs> um, the, my kid's friend back on a Sunday, and then you come home with kittens. <laughs> That's essentially what So it was a while happens. ago. Yeah, we, we got them in September 2020. I just lost my cat of 16 years. Absolutely broke my heart. And within weeks of her dying, knew that I I just couldn't live without a cat. So it became like this craving that I had to fix. And so one Sunday afternoon, I contacted this rescue and I took my um, then seven-year-old, five-year-old, can't work that out, and um, and we came home with kittens. So and undercover so we of childcare and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the first cat then. Lilu was my beloved Siamese. Right. I got her when I was 24, so my entire adult life with this cat. Which is a big deal, isn't it? It is, because when they die, you are... You're saying she's been there throughout everything, this constant thing. I travelled the world with her. I used to take her away for the weekend, take her home for Christmas. Like she just, I went everywhere with What's this What's the cat. most exciting thing you did together? Well, probably moved to Los Angeles together. Did, did she, how did she feel about that? Did she you discuss it. it? Yeah, well, it, well, initially I'd left her with friends right. and that just felt all wrong. Both of us were very unhappy. Mm -hmm. And so after a few months of knowing that I was staying there, I came back and I got her and she loved it. She loved the sunshine. And so I suppose that was a big thing for you, wasn't it? Okay, this must be f a bit more permanent because she's coming with us. I'm going to get the cat. Wow. It's happening. Right. <laughs> okay. Rachel used to show cats. That's fantastic. Right. We have our very own cat lady in the studio <laughs> talking about Cat Lady, the book, Dorno Porter, the beach read of the original Harbour out in November. It's out now. 
let's talk to our cat lady. So when I was a teenager, I had um, I had a lovely cat. The first one was called Dudley, after Dudley Moore. And then the after Dudley sadly left us, uh, we had Jasmine. But like her full, I'm trying to remember her full show name. The British short hairs, I think her full show name was something like... Jasmine, Tiger, Lily, Tinkerbell, Butterfly. It was, it was long. And do you have to have those? Are they the, is that the rule? Yes, because it was something to do with the heritage. Like you had to reference both parents' names pedigree in your, names. In your show name. And we used to go Britain. to these sort of crazy sort of church halls and school halls in Northern Ireland with, with cats. And they would all be in, well, they would all be in like cat crates on these tables for the judges to go around and look at them. The cacophony of the cats in these halls was unreal. So yes, it was a, it's a really weird thing to do. But I was talking to a friend about it who told me her sister used to show her hamsters. I mean, Which who is knew there was... Well, Hopefully not in the same hall. Yeah, not, not in the same hall as that the cats. So my cats as kids ate, oh, ate my hamsters. It was terrible. What? I know. I came down one morning and um, I just I saw this kind of pile of guts on the floor and I said to my auntie, oh, look, Tiku caught a ginger mouse oh god as it just like dawned on me oh no yeah really bad so i said my kids would love a small animal and i'm just like we can't do that i'm sorry right don't know about a cat lady who in the book is the lady and tell us about her cats or her name is mia her name is mia and she has a cat called pigeon that she discovered on a day where she was at her lowest point of her life Mm -hmm. And essentially, her cat has become a lifeline for her. And she loves the cat more than most people, including her husband. Um, But she is living the life that she's supposed to live. She found a husband. She has a stepchild. She has a good job. And on paper, it's all very what a woman is supposed to do. And bit by bit over the course of the book, she loses it all, which feels catastrophic and really (laughs) terrible. I didn't plan that. And um, But she she lands in a much better place than she was at the start and it's a, it's really a book about realising that a lot of people are living the life they should be living rather than the life they no is it, I got that wrong what am I trying to say they think they should be living rather than the, the life, life they that want they to want be to live yes exactly yeah, or they're meant to live or true nature or whatever that may yes. be and the so they're singing from somebody sometimes... else's song sheet basically yes you know that great phrase you know if you don't have an agenda if you don't have your own agenda when you wake up by lunchtime you'll be living by somebody else's that kind of thing exactly okay so um, if you have a person around there's this thing in American uh, corporate psychology now that some bosses ha- have a person to sit in their office with them but the person doesn't do anything because it's been scientifically proven apparently that if you have another human being in the room where you are you just think things you think better thoughts oh more productive thoughts that's i think the same creepy <laughs> well no no i think it may be for it's to do with like psychics and things like that you can be there's a very very famous um television presenting team and there's a very, it's a very well-known trope in the trade that when one of them is near the other one he's really funny and if he's not he's not funny at all that right. kind of thing so alchemy Alchemy is what we call it. Okay. Alchemy osmosis. And I think it might be the same with pets. It really Which is, is. what I'm trying to get to, because this lady, just from the presence of another species or living and breathing companion, give that's enough to give her the confidence to make the break. Well, I've always said that when I had Lilu, and you know, over the course of 16 years throughout the time, there's lots of times when you're kind of living alone, living with people, feeling alone, not feeling alone. And I always described it as there's always another heartbeat in the room, which makes me feel like I've always got company. And that's why pet grief is so very, very, very real and why I wanted to write the book. Because when she died, I felt like a human had died. I was absolutely heartbroken. And it might not last as long. 
that grief, but in that moment, it's just as hard. Or it may last as long. It might do, yeah. Which is why people have difficulty, you know, are you going to get another dog? Well, mm-hmm. it's a bit too soon, you know, but it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Um, go on. You, you were fascinated by the grief aspect of the book, weren't you? Because well, it, it opens as a pet bereavement um, thing in a, in a church hall, you know, so people talking about, you know, their bereavement and the pets. But I found my... It's very clever what you do, Dawn, because I found myself laughing and I thought, well, I shouldn't really be laughing in this situation. But, you you know, it, well, first of all, Mia goes without a dead pet. So that is quite a, <laughs> yeah. that is quite is a that funny allowed? thing. Yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah. No. Not allowed. Okay. No. Well, because she lied about it. Right, I see. And um, and then the the appalling dinner party that they all go to um, afterwards. I, to be honest, Cal, I, I, I told you before you came on that, that, you know, you have 12 new, you know, just by coming on the show. In fact, before coming on the show, you have 12 new book sales because Caroline, my wife, has made it her book club book for next oh, week. Oh, that's so lovely. So that's so that's that. So worth your welcoming in. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I'm I'm quite looking forward to after Caroline's finished with it, re-picking it up. Is there a question anywhere here, Vassar? <laughs> I'm enjoying this. It's just a load of compliments. <laughs> re- re-picking it up for, for our Beach read because we're off in three weeks to Vietnam. Um, the question is, yo, there you go. Well, <laughs> it's like you know when the roller coaster when the roller coaster gets to the top of the first. Bit, you go, clink, clink, oh, clink, are, we gonna, are we there yet? I've forgotten the question. <laughs> That's <laughs> perfectly fine. Is that a thing? Is is that is that a thing? Is um, grieving it is so I went to years ago we were in New York for a period of time and I um I started going to these different self-help groups as something to blog about and one of the self-help groups that I found in the back of a newspaper was a pet bereavement group and I went along with the sole intention of writing about it thinking it was going to be funny what a tragic circle of people ha 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 and as soon as I walked into the room I was just uh, I was so into these people's grief. There mm. was it's about four people and a woman who was kind of, you know, running the group. And there was absolutely no way, as soon as I walked in, that I, I would never write about these people in a, in a joking way. Although I do understand the humour that you think is in that situation, which is what I wanted to get across in the book. I wanted you to be laughing, but then by the end of it, I wanted you to really, really understand that this is real grief. And so I got to the end of this hour um, in this pet bereavement group in New York and they kind of I'd been quiet the whole time and they said so why are you here today and I was like oh my god I'm gonna have to come up with a story and I'm the only animal that I could think of that wouldn't that like I wouldn't be affected by if it died was Rolly from EastEnders (laughs) I said that I was there because my mum's dog Rolly had died and I didn't know what to say to her and in my head Panic can do that sometimes. Amazing. That's like nostalgic lie. (laughs) I was like, get me out of this room. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was solid. And anyway, all these years later, I I managed to kind of work out how I was going to get these guys into a story and respect their situation. So that's where the idea came from. Right. So if we had three tempos in the story, can you give us where we might be going without ruining it? Okay. So, um, I mean, one of the big ones is at some point in the but we're going to be looking at that absolutely devastating effect of pet grief. Um, but then I also think you've got some, you've got a woman who is in, in living a life she shouldn't be living and her, her kind of evolution is what I love most about the book. Um, also, I don't think you're going to love her initially, but I think you're going to fall in love with her as the book goes on. And that is something that I love doing as a writer, starting off with my readers going, I don't know about this person. Mm. And by the end, 
just feeling very, very caring towards them because I think that's a nice thing to put out to the world. Yeah. That you don't have to love someone immediately to care about them. Yeah, it's probably best if you don't in a way because yeah, it's going to be more foundational then, isn't yeah. it? So, so because you have these thoughts and you, this is a you know one of your many brilliant characters, is it like is it like you know, I used to think for ages I loved Italy and I, I went there once, um, not to like Rome, but I went to like rural Italy because it was, I thought I, I would love, I love, no, I thought I love, not I would love, I love rural Italy. And I just realised that I liked Italian restaurants in London. That's what I thought. Yeah. Is it, is it, so the flight of fancy that you might be tempted to ruin your life by actually doing, by setting fire to your own life when it's actually quite good, not bad. Can you get that out of your system by writing it into somebody else's? Jenny. I get so much out of my system in my books, and it would—I so, so. could never admit what. <laughs> exactly, but, exactly. Um, but there is, there are all of my alternative lives that I fantasise about are played out in one way or another in in my other books. Give us, give us some some themes, some flavours of that. Oh then. God, don't! No, I mean, look. so we cat lady, cat lady in a trapped in a life that she doesn't want to, doesn't realise she doesn't want it, and then she does realise she doesn't want it, and then she does something about it. That's one without giving any yes. away. So other other things like that. Well, I think you know, I I I am a really happily married woman, and I love my life, and I love <laughs> yeah, my no, life. We... But I've got a lot of friends yes. who are questioning their situation and whether marriage and babies was the right route for them yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about this a lot mm -hmm. when I when I see them. And so Cat Lady ends in a way that I think honours the women who maybe think they took the wrong path. So very often there's lots of me in my books, but there's a heck of a lot of my friends. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Isn't yeah. It? And do they look forward to seeing whether they're in or? Not. Yes, and they like, try and find themselves within the definitely. pages. Definitely, and sometimes I'm like, it really isn't you, and they're like, yes, it is. It's not. Yes, it is, or whatever. Okay. You, have you got to the end of the audiobook, Rach? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I downloaded the audiobook when the hardback came out. November. So I would say the third pillar is fashion. I because I listened to it back in November, and the bits that have stayed with me are like her charity shop raids, yes, her mum's clothing, and when she discovers that rail of cat-themed clothes. Yeah. <laughs> And that oh, doesn't surprise what? me with you because you're so into your fashion and like your range of like 70s inspired clothes with Joni. It's all fabulous. But caftans. 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 Well, yeah. Ca oh, you were on. also very taken with Dawn's selfless um, casting of the role of narrator. So Daisy Haggard. Yes. On Audible. That's what I wanted to know. If it's if it's not going to be you, because obviously that would be the first choice, how do you choose who it is? Because you could not have picked anybody more perfect than Dizzy Haggard. And why Haggard. didn't you do yourself? I'm how so happy you said that. I didn't do it myself because it's an audiobook and I just do not have the right voice for Mia. She's a scratchy person. She's um, She just needed someone with a bit more edge to it. And I'm very... I love doing my audiobooks, but I'm very happy to step aside when I don't think it's right. There's nothing worse good than the wrong, well, than the wrong right. audio. Sorry, good perspective. So, yes, good perspective. well, so Daisy's one of my best friends and then but Harper Collins I was going to suggest her and then Harper Collins said we're going to go out to Daisy Haggard and I was like I've been going to I was going to ask Daisy so it just felt that this amazing moment where we're like it's a no-brainer and then you've just got to hope that she's got time to do it and wants to do it and I just I couldn't have had anyone better she did such a good job she's brilliant but there were quite a few moments of reading it through because there's quite there's some quite awkward saucy scenes in the book <laughs> and she just texts me and be like I cannot believe these words are about to come out of my mouth <laughs> sorry babe so so Rachel you're a big fan of, of, of Dawn and so we're all a big fan but you're specifically you, you give details of why you're a fan okay right? all of them please the I've got time okay, okay. Gives the, gives the, the, your... so Joni clothing yeah. which is a brilliant brand yeah 
is it was it about two years ago did you do your first range yeah. for them and and so just amazing like retro 70s those sort of oranges and greens jumpsuits and caftans and dresses well, you How used do you... to come in here wearing them do you remember yes I yeah. do and they actually the next lot comes out tomorrow so and does that include the potato t-shirt it's the potatoes potato. t-shirt and oat milk t-shirt which I think is my favourite well hang on you don't like potatoes but you don't mind a potato t-shirt I don't like eating potatoes right. but Don's dog potato yeah. is this to honour potato it is and just potatoes generally just potatoes I'm not a fan of eating potatoes I just don't know what you're saying I can't I'm Irish understand. and I don't like potatoes <laughs> I know it's confusing for everybody wow so you've got a new range coming out tomorrow new range coming out tomorrow well, what is a range I mean how many what takes a range anything from 12 to 18 pieces Ooh, pieces I like it listen to the lingo there yeah baby. this might be my favourite one though we've got really snuggly like um, gorgeous retro style tracksuits and Aussie clothes. are we looking towards here, I suppose we are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also British summertime. How many ranges have you had out? <laughs> this is the fourth drop. Come on. <laughs> I say drop like Beyonce. And how do you pick like the fabrics and the designs? So generally what happens is Lucy from Joni will come over to my place and I will pull out all my favourite vintage clothes that I own and we will sit in a pile of fabric. So you'll have a mood day. Yeah, a mood day. Mood day. And I'll say, I love the sleeve on this. I love this, this, this. And she'll come, we'll kind of end up putting something together. But in this one, uh, we've used the Mexican tiles that I've got in my home in LA and put them on a dress nice. as my little kind of homage. Are they blue? Are they blue and white? They're all sorts of lovely colours. Oh. Yeah, but it's really pretty. So that's me wearing a little piece of my home that I You have a Hacienda style well, house there. It's like a 1930s... Yeah. Spanish. So cool. So beautiful. Ridiculous. Um, this sounds like a fun day at your house. It's a really fun day. Do you look day. forward to it? <laughs> yeah, I do. What time does it start? But nine, nine until it's like nine. six. And we just talk about Why, dresses wh- wh- all day. When do you open the wine? Oh, that's a really good question. Well, when we do our shoots, there's generally some margaritas starting to float around around like. Is there no wine involved in this day? Like three o'clock, you know, when you you realise you've nailed it, you think. Okay, yeah. Well, no, yeah, we do. We do crack over the wine, but the shoots are really fun because it's a really fun team, and I love it. I love it when you're allowed to drink at work. We <laughs> 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 oh, give it a go. It's too. We're talking about zero beer a lot on the show at the moment. What does that mean? Zero alcohol. Oh yeah, you know, lager oh, yeah, and cider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Apparently, I've read about that concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how is how is the drinking? <laughs> um, drinking for me is great. It's very much, you know, it's very much under control and a real pleasure in my life. Good, excellent. It's <laughs> a good answer. Uh, right, what else can we say about Cat Lady before dawn goes? Oh, but I want to talk about something else. Go on, as well, go, 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 okay, go. so Cat Lady comes out on Thursday, but also we're doing Flaxstock again this yeah, year. Of course you are. Um, and I just wanted to um, scream yes. about it on the radio waves, if that was okay. You can, you can. Well, I let's 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 um let's tie cat lady up so cat lady uh cat lady is the beach read of the original hardback which is out in november and this out in payback this thursday you can yes. pre-order it it's on audible anyway brilliant forever and ever and ever and ever and it's brilliantly uh narrated by Daisy Daisy Haggard. Haggard. thank you okay guys. tell us about flagstock and um, flagstock was the festival that a group of caroline flax friends including myself put on last year in her honor we thought it was going to be a one-off we thought it was going to be terrible it was absolutely amazing and is now you said it to us on this show see you again next year for Flagstock and I was like no way no chance and here we are again so we've got Sophia Lesbexter who's performing for us who was so amazing at Glastonbury and I'm just thrilled that she's going to be on our stage um, got the feeling Jason Manford is coming along I might sing with Jason which is still in like I think it's going to happen <laughs> um, but it's a really really fun day on the 24th of July at Englefield House what just day is at, that? it's a Monday because yeah, you always do the Monday thing don't you? we do the Monday and if anyone wants an explanation on that it's because we're you a get, charity you, you festival you gave us one, 
podcast. Yeah, yeah. and they, it just saves us a lot of money, basically. And we but, try to raise as much yeah, as we can. Yeah, because lots of people are gigging at the weekends. They're yes. not available. So and the if they are available, you get into a checkbook war and they want to do it on a Monday. And lots of them have done a gig around and abouts on Saturday and Sunday. And yeah. it makes complete sense. Yes. So it's Monday the 24th of July at Englefield House in Berkshire, which is an amazing venue. Beautiful. So beautiful. It's at the Hammerflag stock now. Yes. And um, we don't start until four o'clock, so you can come after work. It all really kicks off around five or six. Yeah. And Wine it's wonderful. O'clock. Wine o'clock all day long. And I just basically walk around all day just hugging people because I'm so grateful that they're there. So please come. Well, we're grateful that you're here and you're back here permanently. Yes. With the fam. All right, Dawn, great to see you. Thank you so As much. As always. Let's have a round of applause for Dawn. Woo! Will she, is, has she been good enough? Has she been, has she given enough for a control room round of applause? I think she probably has. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love the 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus.